Welcome to Career Tools. Today's topic, how to deal with bad interviews. Chapter three, interviewers who talk too much. Here we go. Well, we started this series by addressing what to do when you don't get a chance to tell the interviewer about your experience because they don't ask the right questions. Yeah. Dude, we get that a lot. I mean, people tell us after they do the interviewing series, we get probably 20% of the praise we get about the interviewing series is, you know, I got the offer, but tell you the truth, they didn't really interview me the way I expected them to. I'm like, yeah, you know, unfortunately we, we can't prepare you for every possible bad interview. That's what this series is about. We can prepare you for the best interview. The only one worth preparing for. All the others are too random. Right. So. right. Look at yeah, You can't prepare for bad interviews because you just don't. <laughs> it's all over the place. Yeah. And secondly, right. if you prepare, prepare for good interviews, you're going to do way better than most on bad interviews. So right. there you go. Okay. Exactly. Let's go on a little bit because what if the problem is not the questions but that the interviewer doesn't let you get a word in edgewise, right? I mean, oh, yeah. that happens all yeah. the time. Somebody asks me a question and literally I speak for five seconds and all of a sudden the person is interrupting me and telling me what the answer yeah. is. And actually there's another part of it too. It's the opposite of what we see on news anchors who talk forever. Um, there's a guy on Fox News Channel that I heard someone talking about the other day, and his questions are like 200 words long, Sean Hannity. He, he always <laughs> has a point of view, right? And, and his point of view comes across. But what interviewers do is they ask the question, and then they explain to you why they're asking it or give you some background or elaborate. I think usually in a way to try to help you with the question or give you some context, but it's impossible if it goes on for three or four minutes. And often they just don't want to interview. I mean, and you can't really tell whether they're a bad interviewer or whether they've just decided, I don't want to listen to this person's answers. So look, there are three simple things to do here. Number one, you still got to answer the question you're asked. You've got to. When you get asked a question, deliver it as best you can, no matter what the interviewer does. The second thing you got to do is you got to be willing to interrupt at least once. Usually once is all you get. And then the last thing is, You've got to answer inappropriate comments. Okay. So even if the person just talks too much and adds a whole bunch of crud in there, you still have to answer the question, right? We've said that before many times in many podcasts. They're still in charge. You have to answer the question. Yeah. Regardless of how bad the question is or how rude the interviewer, you answer the question. Okay. And that's our third part is about, you know, questions that are inappropriate. Even in our cast in legal interview questions, we told you answer the question because you can't get an offer by not answering. And look, we're never going to change that guidance. When it comes down to it, like you said, the interviewer is in charge. The guidance you've seen elsewhere that you can change the course of interview. This is the, this is the one of the top five fallacies. And maybe we ought to do a series on that, Mike, about the big fallacies out there in common language. I mean, the t- one of the top five is turn it to your advantage or spin it yeah, uh, or take over the interview. I don't, there's, there may be a theme to all those. Well, the theme is you have any say at all 
in your interview. <laughs> Folks, you don't. Let's just get it through your head, okay? If somebody says to you, you want to make it a conversation, well, no, they're wrong. We want to be conversational, which means you have a polite tone. You're not being grilled. You're not answering questions and then sitting stock still waiting for the next question like it was a tennis match, bang, 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 bang. There can be interruptions. There can be exchanges where you're both excited and talking to one another. That's fine. But the idea that it's a conversation and therefore it's discussion among two people and there'll be equal amount of time spent talking is bizarre. It's bizarre. The idea that you get a bad interviewer and so you could change it into what you want to talk about, you're nuts. It's not going to happen. Okay? It's not, period. And if it happens, all it is is prelude to somebody telling you no. And frankly, if they give you that bad an interview, you don't want to be hired by them. You can't control an interview. You can't. And you don't get to. Yeah, not until you're the one on the other side of the desk. And <laughs> you get to control. Yeah, well, sure. Yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> Wendy struggled in controlling the interviewers that she was managing when she was managing recruiting, right? She was trying to get hiring managers to do certain things, and it was really hard to get them to do that. And she had power over them. You're the interviewee. You don't have any power. Okay. You can twist yourself in knots finding a clever answer to a stupid question, but you're not doing yourself any good, particularly if the interviewer just wants to prove he's smarter than you. And, and look, some do. I wish it weren't true, but I find it's true in really young interviewers, young managers that have the power of hiring. And usually it's a sign that they're not that interested in you. And also much more senior people who probably ought not to be interviewing anymore and don't consider it a sacred trust that they ought to work hard at. And so they're acting as if their gut really matters and they're not getting interviewed. They're just going to chat with you. And then they're going to say, I liked him or I didn't like him. So when you get asked a question, you answer it. Regardless of what the question is, you do your best to answer it as truthfully and with as much interest in selling yourself for the opportunities you can. We've said before that what we want to be is persuasively truthful, right? That the core of your answer has to be truthful, and then you try to make it as persuasive as possible. We don't try to be truthfully persuasive. In other words, we don't start with persuasiveness and then work ourselves to truth, and you just do the best you can. And if they're talking a lot, if they're ja, 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 and there's no question in there, there's not a lot you can do. You could probably interject, but there's not much more you can do than that. Okay. Now let's get on to your second piece of advice here. And this is the one that I think finds will, folks will find surprising to say the least. And that is okay. interrupt the interviewer. I mean, even yeah. like st step on the interviewer. What, what? Really? Yeah, I mean, again, you're, you're spinning it a little bit, but yeah, I, I see am. what you're Just saying. Just to make it yeah. fun, yeah. Some, yeah, it's fun. Yes, yeah. some interviewers think that the interview is all about them, stupidly, wrongly, and that it's not about you. Again, stupidly, wrongly, it is about you, but they are in control and they barely ask a question. And when they do, they tend to answer it themselves or give you so much, con so much context, you don't get a chance to get a word in edgewise. And by the way, if you're not going to ask somebody a lot of questions, if you're just going to pontificate, you don't have to prepare very much. So those who aren't prepared, this is often a line of reasoning or a line of attack they take. But look, if you've listened to our casts on disc profiles, you, you're probably thinking the kind of person who would be assertive in, in the form of talking a lot in an interview would be a high D or a high I, and you'd probably be right. And what we know is that they're assertive and they don't mind being interrupted. In fact, a lot of them don't even notice interruptions and they interrupt others even when they're being interrupted all the time. So here's what you do. If you're answering the question as put to you, when you get interrupted as you're talking, okay, 
to test the assumption that they're assertive and, and they can handle it, continue speaking when you're erupted a little bit. Or talk over the interviewer when he answers his own question. Agree with them or point something out that might be different from your perspective. You have to do this carefully, okay? And only once, okay? You need to watch your interviewer carefully to make sure she's accepting of the behavior. If she doesn't show any signs of irritation, though, you'll know you can do it again. Okay, now we don't mean again in the next 30 seconds. We mean <laughs> the next time there's a question and it's going to be a case where interruptions, light interruptions are tolerated. If she doesn't furrow her brow, if she doesn't pull her chin back toward her, toward her neck while raising her eyebrows, okay, you're probably okay. And if you have a high eye interviewing you, it's possible you may have to interrupt. Actually, I actually call it interjecting, right? You interject. Interruption, in my mind, means I want you to stop talking because I'm going to stop now, whereas interjecting means talking and attempting to make a point. And then if the other person stops, then it's no longer an interruption. Then you can start talking. You can finish what you're saying. Now, look, for some of you, it's going to be hard. And you're saying, I don't want to work for that kind of person. The problem with that is you got to be careful. This person who's interviewing you is potentially hiring you which means he's had at least one more promotion than you. Hypothetically, we know that's not always true. In fact, if they're a peer, then how hard they're willing to push to be uh, dominant over you really doesn't matter if they're not going to have the role power to dominate you as long as you have good results uh, when you go to work there. And look, it's good to learn a lot, to learn stuff from people who are different than you. You S's and C's in the world, you can learn to be more assertive when necessary from the D's and I's of the world. Certainly D's could learn, high D's, the dominant folks could learn to be more people focused. And, you know, C's could learn that it isn't always right to try to be right no matter what. So interrupt, or as I say, interject. Okay. So if Mike asked me a question and then he starts talking, I could quickly put up my hand very briefly and say, well, I agree and, and, and say something. And, and if he keeps talking and it appears that my, my words have been lost in the wind, I'm going to shut back up. If, in fact, I feel like he's getting to the end of the sentence, I say, well, actually, I agree. And there's a time when that actually happened to me. When I did this, this happened. And see whether or not he gives you he gives me a chance to talk. If he doesn't, if he keeps talking, well, I interjected. I tried to answer. I'm not going to be so rude as to keep on talking for a full minute while he's still talking. Because you're not going to get hired in that case, even if your answer is perfect, because they're going to think that you're rude. Right. right? So you interrupt once. That's all you do. You just interrupt once. With the idea being that... You don't want to mistake a little bit of a nervousness or a little bit of long-windedness for someone who actually is willing to listen to an answer. Because what could be happening is new recruiter, new, man- new manager, new interviewer doesn't know what he's doing, a little nervous, unprepared, talks too much. And if you'll just interrupt and show that you actually have some sort of structured answer to the question – they might in fact be quiet and you get a chance to, to give an answer. And maybe three or four other people that interview with this person don't get that chance because they're cowed into submission. We're not suggesting again that you walk all over them. If they keep talking when you try to interrupt or they put up a hand and tell you to stop, there's nothing you can do. And as you said before, if it's really a bad interviewer, there's absolutely nothing you're going to do and you're probably not going to get hired and it's not going to be your fault even though you're well prepared and welcome to the, you know, the big world where right. stuff ain't fair. I wish it weren't so, but it is, and that's why there's screw tools. Okay, so the folks that that tend to act this way, the interviewers who act like this, are, are generally fairly assertive folks, right? That's <laughs> talking too much is one of the things they do. Yeah, usually there is a small percentage that's just unprepared, 
and is nervous and therefore yeah. starts talking because they know they have control or power. Although that's why we say, think of them as a high DI and see how they respond to an interruption. If they don't respond well, of course, it doesn't matter what. We really don't need to worry about why they're doing it. We need to engage in behavior, see what the response is, and then either back down or continue. Right. Okay. So many of them are going to be somewhat assertive and they're going to talk a lot. And look at folks who talk a lot, a lot of stuff comes out of their mouth. They are more likely than others to make inappropriate comments, right? They're, they're, those people who don't talk a lot, one of the reasons they don't do it is they limit their risk. If I don't say anything, I can't get in trouble. So this is closely related to the kind of talking too much, the inappropriate comment. So somebody asks me or makes a comment about, my looks, my my weight, my sex, whatever. Your what age, do I do in those kind of situ- your situations? Your gender, your ethnic background, yeah. Could be comments about made about other people in the interview or other companies or other groups. And look, our guidance here is the same as what you do if you were asked a bad question. Just respond. If the interviewer says, I think you're too old for this job, yes, that's inappropriate. But simply because it's inappropriate, and it's not a question doesn't mean you have to sit silently by. Right. You don't you don't get points for pointing out the fact that it's inappropriate, folks. Right? Yeah. And you have the ultimate power here because if they're a jerk and they ask all sorts of inappropriate questions and you get the offer, you can always say no. Right? Yeah, and, and you may choose not to mention anything. You may interview with ten people and one of them's a jerk. And you may say one out of 11 is not bad or one out of 10 is not bad. Shoot. I mean, you know, that'd be pretty good odds in some places, particularly if you're worried about, you know, how many offers you're going to get. And I don't think that in a thousand or 10,000 person company, one person doing something stupid. Now you, you may say, no, 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 this person meant to be offensive. Okay. If that's the case, no one's going to fall on their sword here at manager jewels, grid jewels and tell you, you should take that offer. We're not. And, I've met plenty of jerks in plenty of places where I worked, where the place I worked was fabulous. So what we don't want you to do is to be so offended that you end up not wanting to go forward or doing something wrong in the interview when in fact you misunderstood. Now, look, we're not defending people who do this. It's stupid. It's wrong. It is offensive. Although a lot of times interviewees responses and how they feel about the offensiveness is really based on what they saw in, as the intent of the interviewer. And you have to be really certain about that. Now, certainly there are some comments that are offensive on their face, but not all of them. And if you were going to say that person intended to insult me, when in fact they would say later, no, I didn't. I'm recalling John Wayne's famous quote, which is, if you think you've insulted, I've insulted you, you're mistaken. Because if I've insulted you, you'll know it. So don't get offended simply because somebody stumbles. But if you really truly believe that what they've done is offensive, our recommendation is answer the question, address the issue truthfully, and then separately draw a conclusion about your interest or whether or not you want to continue. If somebody says, hey, I think you're too old for this job. Yeah, that's inappropriate. You can still respond. It's not really an answer because they didn't really ask you a question, but you can respond by saying, I don't agree. I believe that experience I have at X, Y, and Z will be valuable in in A, B, and C parts of this role. I think that's fine. And if somebody says, well, you know, we don't have a lot of women here, say, so much the better for me. Um, (laughs) You know, I know your company's committed to equal employment and shoot, that makes it easier for me to get hired, right? Now, look, there's logic here, okay? If the interviewer is attempting to be offensive, 
then you don't want to work for him anyway. And so you've lost nothing by answering truthfully. If he's just thoughtless, if he's just clumsy, and it's happened before, and he's expressing something that he should have kept to himself, then lucky you, you know what the concern is, you've been able to address it, and you've done so professionally. You've given him cover for his mistake, if in fact it was a mistake. And further, the moment you judge that someone has done something wrong, wrong in the moral sense, and then you stop the interview, the interview's over, and because they haven't gotten enough information yet, you're never going to get hired by them. No, that may be legitimate for you, but we've seen it happen before that people mistakenly believe that something's true when it's not. The right thing to do is to answer, to address the concern, to address the comment without being moralistic about it and save your moralistic response, which we would probably support you in um, later afterwards in terms of not going to work there. You have very little power and speaking truth to power at that moment is probably not going to get you very far, particularly if it was simply misunderstanding. Yeah. There you go. That's it, dude. Yeah. It's a pretty simple one, but, but powerful. Yeah, it is. Look, you answer the question you're asked, you try to interrupt or interject, hoping that they will then stop talking and then your interjection simply becomes a change in, in, in course in the, in the conversation. Uh, you don't continue talking if, in fact, they continue talking because they're the ones who are in control of the conversation. And then you've got to answer those and address those inappropriate comments and you'll be fine. You know, unfortunately, there are bad interviews and there are bad interviewers. There's probably less than most people are afraid of. There are certainly interviewers that ask stupid questions, but that's not what we're talking about today. Do your best. Be prepared. Do your best. Do it with a smile and walk away. Because life, folks, sometimes you are prepared. Sometimes you have the skills. Sometimes you do your best and you still don't get what you want. And it's no sense worrying about sour grapes. Just move on and tell yourself, okay, another opportunity to succeed tomorrow. There you go. All right, my friend. Thanks. You bet, partner. All right. We'll see you. Thanks, everyone. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you again next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long. <laughs>